This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a court awards some Oregon VA employees added leave and back pay in a COVID-related case. An alleged transgression costs a major government contractor $22 million. And the Technology Modernization Fund Board hands out more millions. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Two more agencies quietly get a financial boost to modernize technology systems. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Technology Modernization Fund Board awarded more than $24 million to two agencies, a little bit under the radar. The Federal Aviation Administration is slated to receive more than $6 million to accelerate the modernization of over 100 applications used to deliver administrative and mission support services. Additionally, the Inspector General's Office in HHS is expected to receive $18 million to implement zero-trust tools around networking, identity management, and security operations. Since receiving a billion dollars in the American Rescue Plan Act, the board has now invested in 29 different projects. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Postal Service is delaying the launch of a new pay system after data suggests it would lead to job cuts. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The National Rural Letter Carriers Association reaches an agreement with USPS to postpone its new pay system, the Rural Route Evaluated Compensation System. Deputy Postmaster General Doug Tolino says USPS will now launch the system on May 6 and will use this time to review rural route evaluations as well as any errors or missing data. Alicia Riley Lucas, a rural carrier in La Plata, Maryland, says the proposed pay changes mean she'd see an $8,000 pay cut for delivering on the same route. It's disappearing from my paycheck, and I don't have any say from that. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A major government contractor is settling claims that it charged the Defense Department twice for certain parts between 2008 and 2011. The Justice Department says L3 Technologies will pay almost $22 million to resolve allegations that it violated the False Claims Act. DOJ claims the company's contract proposals included charging twice for low-cost common stock items such as nuts and bolts. At the same time, DOJ agreed to settle a lawsuit filed by L3 alleging breach of contract by the Defense Department for improperly prohibiting L3 from charging certain other costs. That settlement is worth more than $7.9 million. The Energy Department's response rate for the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey is double the government-wide rate. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman explains why. Encouraging Energy Department employees to take FEVs starts with senior leaders, but it doesn't end there. Energy's Chief Human Capital Officer Aaron Moore explains. And then that just cascades the entire way down the leadership chain. All of the heads of our departmental elements, we do a little competition. Every week we show what the results are and who's doing better and who's doing worse. And so it's frequent and often touch points and communication. Nearly 70% of Energy Department employees filled out the 2022 survey. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Department of Homeland Security is backing a legislative proposal to bolster one of its newer cybersecurity organizations. 
Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. DHS is asking Congress to codify the Cyber Safety Review Board into law. DHS is also backing recommendations for the board to get consistent funding and add five full-time employees to support its operations. The board was established under a May 2021 executive order to review major U.S. cybersecurity incidents. Its first review focused on the open-source Log4j vulnerability. For future reviews, the board is also asking Congress for limited subpoena authority to ensure it can get the necessary information about major incidents. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Some Department of Veterans Affairs employees may soon see added leave and back pay. An arbitrator is ruled to reimburse federal workers in Oregon who took time off during the height of the pandemic because they had COVID-19 symptoms. The American Federation of Government Employees filed a lawsuit in 2020 saying the VA had wrongfully required employees to use personal leave for the COVID-related time off. The Federal Labor Relations Authority dismissed the VA's appeal in the case. AFGE says it's now working with the agency to determine which reimbursements fall under the scope of the FLRA decision. The Army has a new course for its contracting officers to help them navigate the process of buying technology. The Digital Foundation course kicked off in March to start training Army acquisition professionals in cloud, AI, data science, and machine learning. It's part of an effort by the Army to increase the technical knowledge of contracting staff. Other efforts include using the Cyber Accepted Service and working with industry to understand and align with best practices. Army acquisition professionals are also looking at standing up a new software development group with experience in agile software development. The Space Force needs to make better use of its commercial partners when it comes to space situational awareness. The Government Accountability Office wants the service to put more reliance on commercial sensors to monitor objects in space and assess the potential for collisions with satellites. As the number of objects and threats in space grows, GAO says the Space Force needs industry to help fill the information gaps. The National Institute of Standards and Technology is out with a discussion draft of its Cybersecurity Framework 2.0. The documents released this week represent the core of the revamped framework. NIST says the preliminary draft is intended to promote discussion around concrete suggestions for improving the framework. The standards agency is focused on adding new considerations for cybersecurity governance and supply chain risk management as part of the 2.0 draft framework. The IRS is looking for tax professionals to join the IRS Advisory Council for a three-year term. The council is looking for individuals with experience in tax preparation for individuals, small businesses, large multinational companies, and tax-exempt organizations. The council holds at least four working sessions and one public meeting each year. The IRS is accepting applications through May 31st. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Tuesday, April 25th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 